When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stutter step to the right, to the left, high-low for Dane Danger from Coleman Hawkins. It works again, this time with a little left-handed layup. Continuing our Big Ten wrap here on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. If you want to get involved on the show, give us a call, 888-638-4876. Alongside Damon Benning, I'm Andrew Rogers. Now it's time to welcome in our Illinois men's and basketball, or men's basketball and football Beat reporter for the News Gazette, Scott Ritchie on the line. Scott, thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, hey. at Scott Ritchie, S.R. Ritchie on Twitter. Give him a follow. Hey, Scott, you know, what is what a season Illinois football had? Finished 8-4, and four, headed to a bowl game, ranked most of the year. Brett Bielema seems like the coach of the future for this team. You take Michigan down to the wire just two weeks ago. Take us through this season for Illinois and what ultimately sparked this turnaround for the program. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's the best Illinois football season in 15 years, and there's also a little bit of disappointment around it because I think pretty much everyone on that team, coaches, players, uh, fans as well, figured they'd be playing um, on Saturday in the Big Ten Championship game, and that's wild to think about because this is an Illinois football team that has not had a level of success, but the defense fueled it this year. They gave up so far fewer points than they had, I don't know, in more than a decade. And they just had enough of everything else to, to make it happen. And I think a lot of it came down to the players believed in themselves, but they also believed that the coaches believed that they could execute game plan. And I don't know if that was always the case um, in the Lovie Smith era and Bill Cubitt, Tim Beckman before that. But, you know, there's just something happening, you know, in that program now that's just it's kind of all coalescing. And, yeah, Brad Bielman has really changed the dynamic of Illinois football. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because the talk around town, and I, I was on the broadcast for Illinois and Nebraska when you came to town a couple of weeks ago, and there isn't a ton of talk, even with the transition from Lovey Smith to Brett Bielema, about whose players are whose players. And maybe that's due to Bielema and him defining the culture, but you kind of turned the corner a year ago after he had the great presser, some which was taken out of context about scholarship offensive linemen and guys that should be here. And I just didn't gravitate towards the sound bites. I enjoyed the whole message. Was that kind of the – was that the meshing point for this football team going forward? You know, maybe, and that was such a strange situation because <laughs> if, if you listen to the whole thing, like what he, what he said in, in its entirety, like, I mean, it's maybe something that coaches don't say all the time. At least I don't say it out loud, but – he had a point. And, I, I agree. You know, Smith, yeah, it's 
you know, Lovey Smith, you recruited some talent. I mean, a lot of the defensive guys on this team were Lovey Smith recruits, but, yeah. you know, Brett Bielema has developed them. And his staff has developed them. And that was what was missing under Lovey Smith. And, you know, you look at the offensive line, and you know, they had, had a couple of Juco's this year that, uh, you know, played really well. And, like, that's the one position group, again, going back to that whole thing last year, is like, needs some work because it just, the recruiting wasn't there at the end for Lovey Smith, and it's okay to say that. And Brett Bielma is getting that on track a little bit, and we're going to see where it goes from there. But you know, eight wins in year two is something I don't think anyone expected well, and, outside of that program. No, absolutely. You know, it, you said it right on the nose there. Um, now, every coach has their own timeline in most cases. Uh, reformation happens normally about the three-year mark if, if it's a solid, good head coach uh, for that college program. But I want to ask you this, because you guys got to witness Brett Bielema doing this in two years, do you think that two, three-year mark is now the new norm when it comes to a fan team program expectations for a new head coach? I'm sure there's some coaches that are hoping it's not because it, it's still it's tough for football. It's not like basketball where you get one guy in the transfer portal and or one star recruit and that can really change your team. Football needs a lot of those guys, but yeah, you know, talked about it after Saturday's win at Northwestern that he felt like Elway had to make a bowl game this year to sort of build off of what they did a year ago. And that was a 5-7 and seven season where easily could have been flipped, got 7-5, and five. they lost a couple of close games, and then you know this year all four losses were by one score. But like he put bowl game to sort of the minimum expectation on this season, and he made it happen. I don't know that that's going to be like the, the new normal in football is like a new coach comes in and two years later you're challenging for a division title and going to a pretty good bowl game, but the only made it happen at Illinois. It's interesting. If you're the game within the game emotionally, there was Michigan State and there was Purdue. You had everything to play for in controlling your own destiny. Then you battled Michigan tough and you hammer a rival in Northwestern. What's that say about this team's emotional resolve? Where it appears, for all intents and purposes, they just stay in the moment. Yeah, and that's another thing that I think is different with the program. You look, look back at uh, the 2019 season, which was the last bowl year, and you know, I got bowl eligible with a great win at Michigan State, um, terrific comeback, and then lose out through the final three games of the regular season and um, the bowl game. It's just this team. This year could have folded. You lose home games to Michigan State and Purdue that you were favored to win, expecting to win, would have gotten you that division title for the first time ever. And then they turn around and almost beat Michigan at Michigan yeah. and crush a, and a, I mean, that's just a very overmatched Northwestern team. But they didn't sort of just pack it in after this one clear goal they had was pretty much taken out of their hands. So yeah, it's you know, credit to the players, but you know, credit to the coaching staff as well for kind of keeping them you know, focused on that next whatever it is. And that's been kind of a year-long thing. It's like the, the team didn't look super far ahead. Like, they just had a very narrow focus on the year. I think that helped. 
Again, we're talking with Scott Ritchie, Illinois men's basketball and football reporter for the News Gazette here on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio. Scott, switching gears to basketball now, Illinois has been able to put together something really special under Brad Underwood. And even after losing a guy like Cockburn last year and a handful of other guards to the 80% of production. Right, portal, (laughs) graduation, all that jazz. Illinois does their due diligence and brings home the local kid. Terrence Shannon Jr., who's been lights out for this team this year. They add Sky Clark via recruiting, too. Speak to the addition of Shannon Jr., though, and how crucial he's been to the early success of this team. I mean, he's been pivotal in you know, Illinois' six and one start, and you know, he's among the top scorers in the country. And it's, it's all just kind of come together this year for him because he was never like totally healthy for like a full year at Texas Tech. I mean, he, had, he played good basketball at Tech, but um, he dealt with some injuries, and then there's no star at Texas Tech. They all just kind of just blue-collar, grinded out. Everybody scores like 10 points a game. Um, he was given an opportunity to be the guy in Champaign, and you know, the ball is in his hands more, and he's not just a scorer. I mean, he's – I think it's, it's – the numbers have changed a little bit since the last check, but going into last night's game, he's one of three players in the country averaging at least 20 points, six yeah. rebounds, and three assists. Like, he's, he's doing it all for Illinois. You know, he's kind of a really soft-spoken guy, but, like, his teammates value his leadership. Like, so when he does talk, like they are certainly listening because he's been in those big moments before. And that's, that's different compared to you know, a lot of his teammates that are young and some of them is their first year of college basketball. Scott, you got to help me here before we let you go in our last 90 seconds here. How do you balance Coach Underwood kind of underwhelming in crunch time with tournament play, whether it's clock management or lower seeds versus higher seeds, kind of that murmur versus what he's been able to do out of the gates. He's good enough to get you there. What's the fan base think about Coach Underwood? They're still all in. And obviously the last two NCAA tournaments have been a disappointment, but it's something Brad Underwood has said several times. Like, this happens with programs. Like, like good ones, the ones that have won that times. They had similar merch disappointments, and like they're still pushing you know, for that. Like I talked with them before the season started, which was a bigger feature, and like, he's far from satisfied with what he's done. Like they've been the best team in the Big Ten like, the last three years, but not good enough. Brett Underwood, so, like he, he understands that Mark's success. Got Richie. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much. A game's up next. Two for you on Hale Varsity Radio.